Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Glowdown by Breaking Beauty. Our episode featuring Breaking Beauty news, what products we're loving and not so much, plus insider hair, makeup, and skin tips. And the trends that are blowing up our DMs, we've got the hot takes coming right up. Welcome back to The Glowdown, everyone. A special edition. Yeah, we're tackling another makeup topic today that I've been wanting to do for quite some time. Yes, that we haven't talked about before. Well, I'm coming clean in a way. Okay. Yeah. Tell me more. (laughs) I think you know what my confession is. And that is that I'm extremely lazy when it comes to washing and taking care of all my makeup tools and my makeup brushes. I am so with you, girl. (laughs) It's embarrassing. Yeah. Please hit us up on Breaking Beauty Podcast on our Instagram. If you want to slide into our DMs and show me a picture of your like dirty brushes, please do. So I don't feel so alone. Yeah. Mine are embarrassing. (laughs) And I also tell you on a regular basis, there's like a few weeks throughout the year where I have to stop wearing my contacts and wear my glasses because one of my eyes like seeping goo all the time. Oh, you better. I think I think maybe the reason is because I don't wash my brushes (laughs) enough, barely ever. Well, you remember a couple weeks back we had Makeup by Mario on the show and he even talked about how Mm -hmm. filthy he said everybody's. He said when he looks in other people's makeup bags, their sponges are just like they're they are grotesque. In today's episode, we get a lesson in makeup brushes 101, including how to care for them with a very special guest, celebrity makeup artist, Patty Dubroff is in the house. I love Patty's work so much. She is just a complete Hollywood heavy hitter. Mm-hmm. I mean, she has been in the industry for more than 20 years. Mm-hmm. She used to work with Madonna. She's mm-hmm. assisted Francois Nars. She used to work on all the big shows in the 90s with Karl Lagerfeld and with those big backstage names. You know, she would have Naomi Campbell in her chair, like just totally legit. Yeah. She was Dior's makeup ambassador for many years as well. Yeah. And I think her signature is really just all about making you look beautiful, but like aspirational too. Yeah. It's like she can tackle those trends, but Mm -hmm. she makes it very wearable. She kind of has like a woman's eye, I think, when it comes to applying makeup. Mm -hmm. Like she, I know she's against retouching. She just really uses makeup to Mm -hmm. bring out that self-expression and make women look beautiful. Um, Margot Robbie is one of the people she works on like constantly. And I mean, she's just always knocking it out of the park. She looks so good. 
And it's true. Like Margot's, like, especially in that whole like I, Tanya press tour last year, every look was amazing, but at the same time, it inspired you to like get out your blue eyeliner and try it yourself. Mm-hmm. You didn't mm-hmm. feel like you couldn't go there. Yeah. Yeah. And skin is really big for Patty. I know that as well. Cause again, you look at her Instagram and she herself is always using like gua sha stones and whatever that silver roller yeah. <laughs> is on your face. She's always got it out. Yeah. And she does a ton of skincare on her clients before red carpet, like serums and masks and everything. And mm-hmm. most recently she was sort of the face or she was doing some content with what's that skincare brand that's popping off right now. It's like Augustinus Botter. Yeah. The, the German one, the German brand, Diane Kruger is into it. I feel like this brand is one of those sleeper hits that came out of nowhere and now it's everywhere. Well, it certainly piqued my curiosity because of Patty. So yes. they're doing a good job. Yeah. <laughs> check, check. Um, yeah. But you might be wondering why we chose to talk about makeup brushes with Patty because mm-hmm. she is a makeup artist powerhouse. You know, I think a lot of people want to know like what her favorite blush is and mascara. And, uh, yeah. you know, we have all those questions too, but we only have so much time. And I think it's just important every once in a while to, to not just look at the cosmetics, but the tools. Yeah. Right. Cause it's like the difference between using a Vitamix mm-hmm. and like an old blender. You mm-hmm. just get completely different results. One is, you know, so smooth and perfectly mm-hmm. blended mm-hmm. and the job gets done quicker. Yeah. Like, that's the difference between using quality brushes. Yeah. And she just, it just helps level everything up. Mm-hmm. So we get the one-on-one on like what you use for what, because you know, even us as beauty editors, we get so many brushes and I have so many. And mm-hmm. sometimes if the name is like worn off, I'm like, what is this even for? I don't remember. Yeah. You just see the numbers yeah. on the side. It's like, that means nothing to me. <laughs> it's like paint by numbers, but I lost the instructions, you know, like I'm fucked. <laughs> but Patty obviously thinks it's important too. There was a 2016 article in People magazine where she was asked, what's the most important lesson that you teach your clients? And she actually answered to keep their brushes clean. People have to be taught that. Mm -hmm. And it also just goes to show that like you'll use less product when you use the right brushes and they're clean and they're all Mm -hmm. of that stuff. It all goes hand in hand. And that's why we want to like revisit this topic or visit this topic. Well, we got a full lesson from Patty up close and personal. Patty was on the mic in a sink washing Jill's brushes. I can't believe you had the balls to bring your dirty brushes. I think you were even surprised. You were like, oh, uh, plot twist. Uh, You actually (laughs) brought your filthy brushes for this incredible makeup artist to touch. But I felt like it really needed to happen. (laughs) And I learned something. Yeah. Well, kudos to Patty for being game. Such a good sport. (laughs) Yeah. She was in town for a winner. She didn't even say ooh. Um, But she was in town for a winner's event. That's it's kind of like a Marshalls here in Canada. I don't think you have it in the US, but they're all owned by the same company. Mm -hmm. So you can find designer discount in the beauty department, guys. That's why they had Patty um, in town. And uh, yeah, we just felt so lucky to be able to to sit down with her. She's not able to really like name names about all the brushes she's going to be talking about, although she's getting very descriptive on shape and size and everything and what you need for what. Yeah. But she and I did bond over one brush. Yeah, you did. And it is the... Cosmetics Heavenly Luxe 
complexion perfection brush number seven. We wrote it down. <laughs> so it's very specific for you guys. Yeah. And it's around $58 Canadian, 48 yeah. US. Yep. And why I like it is that I first saw it on Instagram and YouTube. Every makeup tutorial features this brush. And it's basically a dual ended brush for foundation and concealer. You can do the detail work with a smaller end and you can do the foundation buffing with the larger, um, denser end. And I just think it's such a unique tool and it really allows you to get that really polished finish, but you can do it fast. And mm-hmm. Patty also touches on this a little bit in the episode too. When yeah. She loves it. it kind of helps you to understand her process. Yes. You'll hear it in the episode, but it's kind of how she works on the foundation, then flips it and does the mm-hmm. concealer and mm-hmm. keep, she keeps flipping back and forth as yeah. opposed to, I think most of us would do like a whole face yeah. of foundation and then concealer, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But um, I've definitely learned so much in this episode and I've interviewed so many people on this topic. Yeah. I just thought there was a lot of great takeaways. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I know, what kind of brushes do you have, by the way? What were these, all these dirty ones? <laughs> well, the ones that still had some labels on them. Um, there was an Armani one that I still have. I love Bobby Brown. Mm-hmm. I love on the cheaper side, Real Techniques brushes. I got turned on to those from a lot of makeup artists that work backstage and television. They often have those in their kit. Mm-hmm. What about you? What are your ride or die? Uh, well, I usually use MAC mm-hmm. and Laura Mercier as yeah. well. Um, but I'm still, yeah, I'm still looking for like the ultimate. Yeah. Why don't you guys let us know what you love? Leave us some comments on Instagram or yes. in our Facebook chat room. I'm yeah. so curious if, is it a whole set or just one in particular that you're like, I'll never let this leave my kid. And I think that's what I've realized after doing this episode is that I do have such a mishmash of different brands for different things. Mm-hmm. We're fortunate we get to try a lot of different ones. So I think I've kind of like picked and chosen yeah, the ones that I like. Yeah, they like the best. Yeah. Patty was fresh from the Met Gala when we sat down with her here in Toronto. She had done the makeup for Priyanka Chopra Jonas. So we're going to start the interview there. Patty is explaining the look she did for Priyanka, which I think gives you a glimpse into her, her artistry, um, where she finds her inspiration and just her way of thinking. I think that's really why she's so in demand mm-hmm. and has been for so long. And then we're going to get right into the topic of the day, like what separates a good brush from a bad one. So you're just fresh off the Met Gala. So I saw you worked with Priyanka Chopra. Mm-hmm. Priyanka Chopra Jones. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Correction. Of course. Um, so is it like one of the, the most fun events to work on as an artist? Definitely, because it's it's the one event where people are not afraid to go for it. You know, with something like the Oscars, it's it has to be more of a timeless look and not so trendy and not so show-offy. Um, but with the Met Gala, depending on what the theme is, you can kind of push things and take it a little extra step further. And then working with um, someone like Priyanka, who's has is very bold in her kind of choices and not afraid, um, it gives me a little extra freedom. So get to go for it. Yeah. Very much look forward to it. What was your inspiration for her eye look this year? The overriding vibe was this, the court of Louis the 14th and she was embodying his vanity, you know? So it was like, okay, looking at beauty from that era and, you know, some of the key elements were that women would paint their faces white, not just women, women and men would paint their faces white. It was a sign of, you know, wealth and et cetera. So I wanted to incorporate some white because that was really important, but I 
didn't want to do fight full white face. Yeah. So incorporating white and how to do that. So it was, um, you know, through the eyebrows, taking the eyebrows down. If she had her normal dark eyebrows, it would have looked more normal. So yeah. that first. And, and, and then the white under the eye was the pop of white to be like, you know, a really kind of strong element. And then the lid was picking up the, the gown had a gradation of color and the bottom colors were this kind of red rose. So picking that up and depositing that on the eye, which also played into the earrings and, and making that really like a strong, a strong pop. Another really important element of that era was beauty marks and the placement of beauty marks, which was telling a narrative, a story to everyone. So if you put a beauty mark here, it was tell, saying that you were married. If you're putting a beauty mark here, which I'm pointing to my face, different parts of my <laughs> face right now, for those because you can't see, um, would say, I'm flirtatious. I'm this, I'm shy. I'm this, I'm that. So we were- Didn't know that. Yeah. It's super interesting. I have yeah. a whole- I have should a, bring that back on like Bumble or Tinder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Show what you're looking for. Yeah. And, and I have actually, I have this beautiful image that talks to, it's in French, but it trans translated that, you know, what the different spots mean. So we were playing with that using crystals. And, um, and then the one in the center of her forehead was, of course, Sabindi. Yeah, yeah. Honoring the heritage. Well, I love the painterly aspect too, that, you know, you really get to have fun at that event, but with makeup artistry in general, and that's why we rarely get a chance to zone in on the tools that you use mm -hmm. as a makeup artist. Mm -hmm. So that's oh, what we wanted to do without today. Those tools, if I forgot my brushes, I I mean, I guess I could do some things with my hands, but it would not have the same finesse for sure. Yeah. So we're going to get as specific as we can, but just off the top, how do you decipher a good brush from a bad one? Hmm. You know, it's not about price point for mm. sure, because there are good brushes and bad brushes at every price point. Um, it's about shape. It's about density, the density mm -hmm. of the bristles and for what the purpose is, what mm -hmm. purpose is it serving? Mm -hmm. You know, these brushes are great for creams. These brushes you would never touch to a cream, you know? So knowing like what, you know, what your medium is, mm -hmm. knowing what your objective is, you know, do you want something very tight and fine and dense, you're going to use a certain brush. If you want something very soft and like a soft wash of something, you use a different kind of brush. Mm -hmm. okay. So um, as a professional, approximately how many brushes do you have in your kit at oh, one time? God. Well, which kit? Is it like the pared down kit or is it the everything It's your Met Gala kit. What are we talking <laughs> about here? I mean, God, I've never counted them, but like I don't know, somewhere in the 50 range, maybe? Yeah. 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 Well, we see all your amazing flat lays on your Instagram mm -hmm. where it's all your brushes sort of splayed out, but it looks like a real... Oh, that's when, I, when I'm cleaning my brushes. Yeah. I love those. I love those cleaning the brushes pictures because when I'm doing it, it's like, it's a chore, you know, and, yeah. and it's a chore, a necessary chore, but I love making it like feel inspiring you know yeah. and like making it look pretty in the process yeah because so. you kind of arrange them so that they look yeah like a piece of art yeah so you as a professional sometimes you can have like 50 brushes in your kit but we want to talk to the novice makeup artists out there people who are just starting out because it can be really overwhelming to know what to pick up mm -hmm. so can we start with the basics like what are the top brushes that 
everybody needs in their makeup kit. And you can speak to shape yeah. and size and everything. Well, my number one brush is this double-sided brush that I use for foundation and concealer. And it, um, how do I, I have to now describe this brush. <laughs> it's, um, it's for cream textures. It is for concealer and all over foundations, complexion perfecter. It's not, ex- uh, well, the, the concealer end is a bit of a dome but not a really pointed dome. The other end is very tightly packed. It's, it's very tightly packed bristles. And I use that for applying the foundation and buffing the foundation. Mm. And then using the smaller end, the concealer end, to do fine-tune work, mm-hmm. under the eye work, conceal work, back and forth, back and forth. This brush is always in my hand. Okay, I have that brush as yeah, well. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> and it's amazing, this brush. So this brush, I use this to help clean up as I'm going along. If like mm-hmm. I've put on the blush and I need to, to blend it out more, this brushes always in the mix. And I actually will sometimes, well, not sometimes, often I'll use two different ones because I use different tones of foundation. So one will be for the lighter tones of foundation and one's for the darker tones. Okay. like a lighter tone of foundation is something that matches mm-hmm. the neck that's going to be focused in the center of the face. Mm-hmm. So there's one for the lighters and then there's the other one for the, the tone that's more matching the cheek and that's the slightly warmer, slightly deeper. It's a way of contouring without Cut mm-hmm. contouring. Right. How do you like to use that? Do you put the product on the face and then you use this to no. buff it in? I put it, well, there's two ways. When I'm doing liquid foundation or cream foundation, I'll put some in my, either on the back of my hand or in the palm of my hand. I like the palm of my hand sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then I'll dip the brush. I'll swirl the brush. Mm-hmm on into the foundation on the hand mm-hmm. and then apply to the face. Um, for the other end, the concealing end, if I'm using a concealer palette, I'll just kind of take the concealer right out of the palette mm-hmm. and go tap, tap, tap. Right. And then I know a lot of makeup artists like foundation sponges these days to apply. Why do you yeah. prefer a brush? I like that I can really kind of blend and blend and blend and buff and buff and I like buffing. And mm. the sponges, I feel like, just eat so much product. Mm. They feel synthetic-y. I don't Mm -hmm. feel like they're very hygienic. Mm -hmm. But that said, sometimes if I've laid down too too much foundation, I'll take, I'll wet a sponge and I'll use that to like lift some off, Mm -hmm. you know? So sponges are in the mix too, but they're not my mode of application. It's interesting you use that as like a concealer brush because when we're looking at it, it is that dome shape. It's like a little bit thicker, like the size of your index finger. Uh, More, no, no, more pinky. pinky. Yeah. Smaller. Yeah. But a lot of people reach for concealer brushes that are, have that like pinpoint. Do you also use that for concealer? A concealer brush with a pinpoint is really great for when you do have a blemish that you need to just touch just that blemish area, you know, and really spot it. Mm -hmm. But this concealer is more like sides of the nose concealing, sides of the corners of the mouth concealing, under the eye concealing. Mm -hmm. So it fits in those pockets. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, take Mm -hmm. your thumb and follow those pockets to the side of the nose and under the eye, it fits perfectly. This is like mimicking that. Mm -hmm. And then often, you know, I'll use my fingers and tap on top of the foundation. So it's not only relying on the brushes because if you only rely on brushes, it's like your makeup looks like a painting on a wall. But if mm-hmm. you get your hands in there, if your fingers in there, you actually make it look like it belongs there. Right. So on after you've applied everything, you go in with and warm it up with your fingers. Yeah. Or yeah. as I'm in the process, I'll yeah. put it on, put it on, and then take a finger, tap, 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 and just, you know, warm it up. Cool. And then moving on to highlight and contour and blush. So do you have three different brushes and which ones? Yeah. So, well, for blush, I always use a fan brush. Oh. And someone told me today that they... um 
they were like, people never know what to do with fan brushes. I don't. <laughs> I don't know what to fan do with it. Fan <laughs> brushes are the only thing I'll apply blush with. If you if I if you try to apply blush with like a brush that says a blush brush, yeah. you're gonna pick up so much product and deposit so much product, it's gonna be like, ah, oh, how do you how do you come back from that? Right. But doing it with a fan brush, and even for bronzer too, you do light washes so you can build. Okay. Yeah. And it just fits mm-hmm. the apple of the cheek so well. It just, you give washes so you can build the color mm-hmm. instead yeah. of like going full blast and then having to, to rewind. Yeah. Is this specifically for powder formulas? Do you use this yes. with cream as well? No, not for cream. Okay. For cream blushes, I use a brush that, um, I'm sorry, I didn't pull out to show you, but it's one that's like a, it's called a stipple brush and it's usually rounder at the the top mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it has a lot of air through it. Mm-hmm. And that will, again, it's the same thing. You don't pick up as much product. You pick mm-hmm. up more spottier products and then you swirl with that. Right. So a stipple brush. The fan brush that you have here, is that natural bristles or yeah, synthetic? It's goat. Okay. It's goat, yeah. Natural. And that's because the goat's going to work with powders. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. the goat, well, the, the natural hairs yeah. are going to work with powders and the synthetic hairs are going to work with creams. And so, you know, synthetics. You do your creams. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that's a good general rule for yeah. people. Yeah. Well, contouring. And contour. Let's do contour. Yeah. I'm not a huge contourer, mm-hmm. but when I do, I'm going to use something that's kind of in a dome mm-hmm. or one that's cut flat across. But I, I don't like it because it gives you, it's almost like you're encouraged to do too much. Mm-hmm. So I want to do it smaller and do it with creams and then blend. It's like, it's more like I'm going to like um, do a smaller Mm-hmm. finish with the contour yeah because that's the that brush is, is really the size of like a small marble as yeah. opposed to some contour no, some are huge and like, then you're yeah. like really going to town yeah i want to keep it small contained so i can really blend 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 and i'm not ending up with these big stripes that i'm trying to then you yeah. know i want to go full blast so i have to rewind i want to build gently but in general you don't like to contour you just do the foundation I, I, technique i do a little bit when it's really obviously needed or if someone has the, their specific thing that makes them comfortable. Mm-hmm. But I'm never going to like be one to kind of start drawing stripes on someone. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's against my nature. <laughs> Not on brand, Patty. Not <laughs> on brand. <laughs> but I do contour the eye, you know, yeah. and like, you know, giving the eye some depth. That's a co- form of contour, but it makes sense to me there. Right. Um, you know, giving stripes to cheeks when someone has a narrow face is just devastating. <laughs> <laughs> Um, maybe we can go into the eye brushes that mm-hmm. you have here. Um, but I find this the most confusing because I just find that sometimes the, it makes the powder shadow go all over the place and you have the crease and, you know, you want to get the base layer down. So walk us through what you yeah, have what here. You, um, first. Yeah. So probably I'd say my first step would be using a brush that looks like this, which is a small dome. Okay. And it's a small... Um, this literally looks like the size of a pencil. Yeah. It's like a hand. pencil eraser. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah kind of like an eraser that was, yeah, in a dome shape. And that I'm going to help give contour to the eye. So mm-hmm. I would use this with creams. Okay. Or I, I would use this with creams first. And I'm going to use this for contouring the crease of the eye, contouring around the bottom edge of the eye. Okay. And that's going to fit perfect. It just fits in that spot and it feels like it belongs there. And then when I'm then, and then I'll have another one, a clean one that will then put powder in the same spot, same shape because okay. it fits. So you um, do powder over cream. Yeah. Mm. And then another shape would be, um, oh, this is the wrong one, but something flat, mm-hmm. something flat that's going to pick up shadow. So I'm going to deposit the, you know, whether it's a shimmer or whatever shadow in the flat of the eye, that's mm-hmm. the flat one 
on the lid, lid space, sorry, lid, lid flat. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. And then doing something that, sorry, I didn't bring them all here. Mm-hmm. Then doing something that's small and tight mm-hmm. that I'm going to use that for detail work, detail, yeah. you know, shadow in the lash line or blending the pencil at the lash line, something small, tight, could be, it could be a, uh, have an edge with an angle, or it could be a little bit more of a tapered edge, small, tight, mm-hmm. define. Okay. This brush, another, it's like a funny fan brush. Mm-hmm. This is really great for brows. Okay, so we have to describe this. So this, is, this like, is a it's a yeah. stippled baby fan brush. Yeah, and, and it's, it's sort an of angled and it's at an angle. angle. This is great for picking up powder, uh, brow powder, mm-hmm. and dabbing it and filling in between the hairs, and okay. then pushing the hairs into place. Never seen anybody use this brush, and yeah. I'm yeah. obsessed. Yeah, and I, I, I use this. this is actually the brush that um, not this particular one, but yeah. this is the brush I use for when I did Priyanka's lashes oh, cool. her white lashes oh, yeah. but often I'll um I'll use this for if I want to do under lashes mm-hmm. put a little mascara on the back of my hand and then put the mascara onto the brush mm-hmm. and then just kind of feather okay coat the lashes because you know how hard it is to put mascara on the bottom lashes yeah this gives you more control okay can we just circle back for one second the powder over the cream so can you just explain why that's a good idea well because it gives you more staying power First and foremost, mm-hmm. and it gives can give you you know help you build more depth, okay. but staying power. Yeah, yeah. And do you do tone on tone generally, or tone on talk- tone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually, and then this other brush, dome brushes are my favorite eye brushes. This is one that I'll do on top of after I'm after I've applied everything, and I'll use this to like blend, blend, blend. Okay. And this is a longer, fluffier dome. Yeah, it's quite large. Yeah, but it's okay. great for just blending everything, making sure that there's mm-hmm. seamless edges. Okay. You're obviously working on different clients constantly. So I'm sure you're washing your brushes all the time. Mm -hmm. For a regular listener at home, how often do you really need to be washing your brushes? Well, um, like my personal brushes, I wash less often, but I do wipe them down in between use. Mm -hmm. So I have like a paper towel or a a towel that's, you know, a junky towel, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to wipe it down in between so that I'm going to get the, the, residual kind of the excess off Mm -hmm. of them especially with cream formulas Mm -hmm. I want to get it off so that they're not going to attract bacteria and attract dust and all that Mm -hmm. stuff and then I'm actually going to wash them you know oh that's so so hard I don't wear makeup that often so I don't have to wash mine as often but I would say like if you wear a lot of makeup and your brushes collect a lot of gunk at least do it once a week Mm -hmm. minimum Mm -hmm. you know if you're not much of a makeup wearer and you keep them kind of dusted off, you can do it a little less frequent. And we, then shall we, shall we start washing? Let's do a live demo, Patty. <laughs> yep. It's confession time. I brought my brushes. They're filthy and I need your help. <laughs> How often do you wash your brushes? Oh, well, there's one over there that has not seen a sink in quite some time. <gasps> and uh, I try to do it at least once a month. But here's the thing. <laughs> Those brushes, again, just think about all the bacteria totally. and dust and yeah. mites. Yeah, we're in trouble. No, we're it's gross. It's, it's gross. really gross. It's um, really, really, it really can mess up your skin. I've seen people with horrible rashes or horrible eye infections, mm-hmm. and it really comes down to dirty brushes. Yeah. 
So, and if you have a good quality brush that you also do it keep, muddies your formulas. Yes, yeah. you know it makes like you know you don't get a clear color when mm-hmm. you have other stuff in yeah. the brush. That makes mm-hmm. sense. I'm sorry, I interrupted. No, you. no, I I, <laughs> I got passionate. She's floored. <laughs> no, I was just going to ask. That's a good point you bring up. If you do take really good care of them, some makeup artists say they have them for decades. Oh, right. I've, yeah, I've brushes I've had for decades, literally. Oh, yeah, and, you know. I, I, it's it's how you take care. It's all how you take care of them, how you store them. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a big piece. Okay, let's do this live demo, and okay. um, it's going to be fun. Hang okay. on. Okay, let's go. <laughs> okay. Hey, we're over at the sink doing a live demo <laughs> with Patty. Okay, look at these brushes. These are your brushes, Jill. These are some of them, and they're not confession time. What do yeah. you what do you make of these, Patty? Um, some of them have a lot of buildup in them. <laughs> yep. Some yep. of them, I, I, them I, I just can't wait to see the clean versions of these <laughs> because that used to be white. I know that for sure. Okay. First step. Come a little closer. Okay. Okay. Okay, okay. First step. I take the brush and I take either again, a paper towel or an old towel mm-hmm. and I just wipe and just start like swiping it back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and getting off the top layer of product. We're yeah. going to be here for a while. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll only wash like a yeah. couple. We wash don't have like to wash two. them all. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I really want, yeah, those two, the, the ones two, I want washed. And this one too. <laughs> We're putting her to work. Um, so I'm back and forth on this towel and I'm getting all of like the kind of top layer deposit. And then I'm going to stick it into my bowl of warm water. I'm going to stick the head of the brush into the bowl of hot water and it's just going to start soaking while I'm doing the same back and forth on the towel with the other brushes. So back and forth. Look, it's already starting to get clearer and cleaner. What do you use this one for? Oh, what do you use that one for? Sometimes eyeshadow and I know that it can be used as concealer brush. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's my concealer brush usually or one of my concealer brushes. I probably used it honestly as eyeshadow in a pinch. Yeah, I can see that. And that would be good for like the flat of the eyelid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, goes in the bowl. That one went in the bowl. (laughs) Oh, this guy. Oh, oh God. Oh God. This one is on on the verge. This actually should be thrown away. Yeah. This is foundation. I haven't used it in a really, really long time. So it's just, it's sad really. Mm -hmm. So this is one of those super tight foundation brushes. That's um, a lot of product gets gets trapped Mm -hmm. into it. So Mm -hmm. these are the hardest ones to clean. Really? Okay. They're the frustrating ones. This is synthetic, right? And it's synthetic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we're, we're rubbing and there's a lot of product in there. <laughs> so this one, we're going to have to give it a nice long soak. Oh boy. Okay. It needs a bath. It needs a bath. Yeah. It needs a, it needs like a, um, a jacuzzi. <laughs> it's got like cigar smoke and firewood. The stories that brush can tell. <laughs> okay. So now I took, um, the smallest brush, the, that concealer brush and I'm, swirling it onto a bar of soap. And this Whoa. is a bar of natural soap. It's made of goat milk and honey. Okay. Sometimes I like ones that are um, have lavender scent. But I like to use soaps. I don't like to use brush cleaners that you spray on because they can be very stripping and they can really damage your brushes. Oh, I wondered about the, those cheat ones that you just sanitize yeah, and you spray it's, it on. It's Yeah, it's great for a cheat, but it's great for like a lip brush. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, thick formula that's hard to break down, Mm -hmm. but they are going to just trash your brushes. So using something that's gentler, like, and that has, um, something that's very conditioning, like a goat milk is better for your brushes. Mm -hmm. So I'm taking the brush and I'm wiping it uh, back and forth and back and forth along the top of the bar of soap. 
And then I'm going to go back into my water bowl, my warm water bowl, and swirl it around and then take a look and open it up and see if more product has been stuck in the base. Mm -hmm. And this one's not so bad. There's a little bit in there. So I'm going to go back one more time and get a little bit, make sure I get the product like into the base of the, the brushes. So you're, you're not being gentle at all. Like you're, oh God, being, no. you, you're, I'm you're really getting in yeah. there. Yep. I'm like really, you know, cleaning house here. Mm -hmm. I'm just doing a little light dusting. <laughs> <laughs> back into the bowl of water. And oh yeah, that's looking better. Much better. Looking like I opened it up and inside it seems like it's much cleaner in there. It's like a day at the spa for these brushes. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm putting it in another, uh, another cup with some cooler water and it's going to help rinse off the soap. I'm going to let that sit Just a like minute. at the salon with yeah, shampoo. Yeah. yeah, shampoo. and Okay, so now we have the one of the foundation brushes, mm -hmm. the less <laughs> evil. <laughs> and I'm doing the same thing, swirling on top of the soap, really getting it in there. And then I'm using my hands and I'm pushing it and mushing it and getting the soap into the hairs. By the way, this is the same, the same brush that Patty and Jill own, the yeah. same double-sided brush, so... Yeah the obsessed brush. Mm -hmm. And I'm really, I'm massaging the soap into the hairs. Wow. That one looks amazing. Yeah. This one, this one wasn't so bad. Looks like it hasn't been living with the product it's for too true. long. <laughs> and now back into the water and swirling, getting, looking again, looking to see if oh, the she's base. She's so pretty. You can see Yeah. The, look, she's yeah. pretty clean at her base. Yeah. So I'll go flip it to the other side, the concealer side, because mm -hmm. this is the double-ended brush. Same story, back into the water. Mm -hmm. These look brand new now. Yeah, not bad. This one's not bad. Great. And it really is taking her, you, two not, minutes. Yeah, not long. Not, not long. This guy, on the other hand, <laughs> this is the, that foundation brush that's been living with stuff for a long time. This one may never come back. Aww. Also, another thing is if you start, like when you start squeezing the water off the hairs and all the hairs are pulling out, yeah. time to say goodbye. It's to over. Brush. You know, it's a bad brush it's, then. It's a bad brush or it's a brush. She was, yeah, that's just had its She was time. good at one point, but <laughs> to be honest with you, this brush was discontinued by the brand that it's from and I was obsessed with it and I didn't have the heart to throw it away. I don't actually use it on my face, but I was like, maybe it can be resurrected. Oh, it's that brush. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So in this one, I'm really getting my hands dirty, <laughs> literally, and I'm getting the That's, the that's some old foundation coming off there. Foundation. Where you're going to have to disinfect poor Patty's <laughs> hands. <laughs> Nothing a little soap and water can't do. Okay, back into the water bowl. Let's, let's assess here. Oh, look at how the water's turning. A very yeah. interesting shade of tan. <laughs> Not my color. <laughs> oh, but it's looking cleaner. Look at that. Look at that. Oh, there's hope. Do you get a lot of satisfaction of doing yes. this? Oh, my God. I dread it, like, going into it. I'm like, oh, I got to clean my brushes. And then I'm like, oh, this is making me happy. Because I get the before and afters. I get the before and after, mm -hmm. and then I lay them out in some pretty way, and, mm -hmm. you know, and then, boom, my yeah. brushes are clean. Then, oh, this one's almost ready for this Instagram, one, you guys. Yeah, this one's, this one's actually, you're gonna, we're going to save this one. You think? Yeah. This one's not going to not gonna be a goner. Oh, see, you know what? Because I'm, I'm massaging it. You know what I'm really learning from you? I was always afraid to really muck about with the bristles, like really put them on all different directions no. and really soak them and whatnot. But no. you're just, you're you getting just, right in there. Yeah, you got to get okay. right in there. Getting into the roots. Yeah, the roots. it's like it's getting a oh, scalp massage. Yep. Okay, now it's going into the clear water, the okay, cleaner, the cold. clearer, colder water. 
Now I'm gonna run the faucet and I'm gonna rinse them and make sure all the soap is off. Because that's one thing. If you don't get all the soap off, then it's going to leave a film. Right. Now, when you're training someone to be your assistant, mm -hmm. is this a big test? Um, I don't really put people to test, but <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I mean, well, actually, one time an assistant pulled out the quickie brush cleaner and I was like, what's wrong with my brush? Why, is it all, why does it have this film on it? He's like, oh, because you use that stuff. Right. No, no, no. No shortcuts. Don't use that stuff. Right. Um, but it's, you know, live and learn. Yeah. Okay, so I'm running the water yeah. on the hairs, giving them a really nice rinse. So this is the shower part after the jacuzzi. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and a cold shower is always nice. Okay, now the ultra important part. After you've run the water, now you have to squeeze all the water off the hairs. And you really have to squeeze, squeeze, squeeze because you don't want that water to be like, there to be a dense uh, buildup of water in the base because okay. that can rust them. Mm. So squeezing all the hairs out and then m putting it back into the shape, its original shape, mm -hmm. as you're squeezing the water out and then laying them down flat. Don't lay them down standing up okay. because you will rust the, uh, where the hairs are coming out mm. of that part will rust. Oh, so even if you have one of those little caddies, nope. you don't want to be using it. I, you do that after there are, already like almost dry okay. but to start with them like that in the caddy mm -hmm. you're gonna you're gonna get rust yeah so laying them down and when oh this is also a good time when you're squeezing out the excess you kind of look and see like oh there's still a little color in there mm -hmm. maybe i need to rinse it some more then you gotta go again gotta Got go it. again yep and so squeeze, there's squeeze squeeze and make sure you put them mold them back into their original shape right mm -hmm. Oh, and also another way, when especially with the uh, hairs that are of natu natural hairs that are not synthetic, I want to um, kind of shake them. Oh. I'm doing like a shake. Like imagine a dog after it gets a bath and it does a <laughs> shake. Do the same thing with the brushes. Shake, cool. shake, 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 shake. And then squeeze and then realign the hairs. This is a workout. Lay them down. Flip them over after a while. And then after they're almost dry, give them a shake okay. so that you're kind of reforming them. Cool. And how long should they dry for? Mm, depends on the weather. <laughs> Maybe here in the winter. It takes a while. Um, a good few hours. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. I like to put them out in the sun because it's another way of disinfecting them. Okay. Giving them a sun bath too. Cool. You know, as long as your animals aren't crawling over them or right, whatever. Right. But yeah. I like, I like them to have some sunshine. Sorry. You're going to have to clean these yourself. Uh. <laughs> We're I'm running out of time here. I'm done with this. She's on strike now. She's yeah. like, but what's the verdict? Is that one salvageable? Yeah. What do we think? Yeah, it's totally great. Look Whoa. at that. It's like new. I Back mean, it's, in action. It's when it's dry, it's going to be great. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Is there anything you want to add that maybe you've, you're like, oh, one more thing or um, <laughs> on this topic? Just keep it clean, ladies. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Visit BreakingBeautyPodcast.com for details on all the damn good products we talked about in today's episode. And be sure to sign up for our newsletter. That way you'll get every episode delivered right to your inbox. You won't miss a single thing. Or subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast fix. And please show us some love by rating us or reviewing us in iTunes. See you next time. Like a cherry bomb, like a cherry bomb.